Hey, this is Michael Levy from pointoflife.com. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to Time to Shine Today podcast with my very, very good friend, Scott Ferguson, who is a man of pure spirit. Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and we're at episode 168. It took me 168 episodes to really get to a philosopher, someone that understands that there's joy and there's a spirit that lives within us that must be explored. Um, to live life naturally, to live every moment in that state of joy. And I'm talking about my really good friend, Michael Levy, from Point of Life. And I just had a fantastic conversation. I know you're going to enjoy it. There's so many knowledge nuggets that uh, Michael drops. Um, I have a book giveaway, so make sure you listen to the end. Um, so stay and listen to the end. And um, Michael has also written 17 books that he doesn't really market, but he's got a, like almost 300,000 followers. And so it really travels by word of mouth. So I want you to sit back, relax, open up your mind, live in the present, and you're going to have some serious knowledge nuggets dropped on you by my really good friend, Michael Levy from pointoflife.com. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And I have my neighbor here to the south here in South Florida, someone that I respect immensely. And I'm going to ask yourself, I'm sure all of us have asked ourselves at one time, what is the point of life? And my good friend, Michael Levy here, is going to come on and give his insight and outlook on many things across philosophy and other areas of life to help you level up. And make sure that you stay to the end because I'm going to have him recite one of his poems. And again, I am super stoked to have Michael on. He's an author, poet, philosopher, has become world leader on the philosophy of truth and wisdom, although not many people know it, which is still okay, because people find him like I found him. His 17 inspirational books have never been advertised or marketed, for he feels authentic work will eventually find their place in humanity by word of mouth over time. It's kind of like how I found him. Michael understands he knows little, but has yet to meet or hear anyone who knows more, which I read when I read that, it's a pretty bold statement, which is fantastic. So Michael, please come on, introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today's podcast squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? That's my favorite color. That's something that no one's ever asked me before. I guess blue, okay. because um, all good things come out the blue. Yes, they do. Yes, we do. And we have this really big Epsom salt thing here to our east called the Atlantic Ocean that we both kind of live by. And that's blue, right. too. Well, most of the time it is. <laughs> so again, welcome. Welcome to the show, man. I, I'm so stoked to have you on. Can we get into the origins and kind of where you got started here, Michael? Yeah, well, I started I was born in Manchester, England, 1945, end of the war. A corner row house, no running hot water, outside toilet. People said it was poverty. Nobody ever told me I was poor. So for 19 years, I guess that was my palace. I used to play out in the street. So it was like a street urchin. I used to play, uh, I, used to, I used to love the movies. Once I was old enough to go to the movies, John Wayne was my favorite and uh, James Stewart. I used to be uh, quite bad So, you know, I used to play the roles. When I came out in the movie, I was playing the roles walking home. So my imagination was going. And I always lived in a state of mind that 
was different to other people. The teachers tried to teach me something. I tried to make them laugh, and we both failed. So <laughs> I left school, at six, left school at 16, never read a book, told the teacher to have a Rolls Royce, which I'm on 26. And um, this is a kid with holes in his shoes, poorest kid in the class. Um, started my own business at 19, because I was unemployable, really. I was too highly uh, motivated to hold a job down. My enthusiasm boiled over and the people couldn't really cope with me. So I started on the street markets, started with £100, which is like $150 today. And then built it up into a large wholesale textile corporation. Bought my first Rolls Royce at 28, not 26. Also, I did um, commercial property and stock market investment for 50 years, as good as any fund manager can do. And I moved over to Florida 30 years ago. And um, I was going to start another business here, but it didn't work out. I had a friend who already moved over. And after six years of time out, looking over the ocean at night, and you know what that's like, stars shining on it, and sensing something within me got me here. And I was far too stupid to get myself here. I understand that. <laughs> and I really am. I've always, I've always recognized my stupidity. I would never deny it. So... I wanted to find out what it was. So for six years, I was asking inward questions. And at the end of it, I bought a computer, did the research for six months, and then the correlation between the ideas that I'd come up with and religion and science, I'd built this bridge. And one day I just sat down, did another six months, started to scribble it down, and within three months, I'd written my first three books. And that's how I started to become a philosopher. That's fantastic. So. What can you maybe give me one of those inward questions that you said you were asking yourself? Yeah. How how did I get to where I got to without any education? Okay. Because I, I mean, I passed my exams at 16, the call it the O levels in England, and I've passed maths and commas and English. Sure. And those are three basic things. Um, I was kind of wondering what was it that drove me? And I, want, I was very insistent, whether I was playing golf or bridge or whatever I was doing, it was still going around in my mind, 24-7, 365, for six years. And I realized it wasn't me that did it. There's a higher power. There's something that drives every human being on. It's called a spirit within us. And that spirit needs to be explained because most people don't even know what it is. You know, if you were, you were a soldier, you were in Desert Storm, you know, when you were under pressure and there was something that you were needed to do, something inside you clicked. And when that clicked, you became fearless. Fear never entered your mind. And if you had to ask, rescue a mate or something, you were in it, you did it. And that's what God's guiding you to do good. Now, spirit has always overcome evil. Always. No matter. It sometimes takes a long time. It can take first the Second World War took five years. Right. But eventually... It conquered it. It always will because spirit cannot be manipulated by human beings. We're part of it, but a lot of the time in the modern world, we try to drown it out by our intellect and by our ego. Right. So a lot of people will try to suppress that spirit by thinking that maybe they know it all instead of really like letting the spirit and that higher power guide them. Am I, am I hearing that right? 
100% correct. Okay. You give in to the spirit. Let it guide you to where you need to be. And there's ways of getting and understanding that. But first of all, we've got to understand what we're not. And if we still live what we're not throughout our lives, then we're never, ever going to be able to communicate with it. Now, people, I've seen very religious people who become very dogmatic within their religion. And they're as far away from God as you can get. Sure. It's true, isn't it? Because the, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and all wars are caused that way. You know, yeah. look at the guys in Iran. I know what they're doing. By Now, I've met Muslims and they're very nice people. Uh, Rumi was a, a Muslim poet. He's left a wonderful legacy of poetry for people. But when people get indoctrinated and they use it to differentiate themselves from other people, then they try and split a spirit up. And that's yes, done by do. ego and by intellect. Right. Not by intelligence. Spirit is intelligence, you see. Yes. And we're, born with, we're all born with that intelligence. Absolutely. But as we grow up, we start to learn things through education. And then we start to distance ourselves. We put the in the uh, we put the intelligence on one side, and then we start to manipulate it or try to with our intellect because we become clever. And once you think you're clever, you forgot you're stupid. Because <laughs> unless you understand, <laughs> and that's why stupid things happen. Look at right. 2008 and yeah. the collateralized notes. All those people that devised those notes and all the bankers were all clever people. Yes. Only after the event did they realize how stupid it stupid, was. And it right. took the whole of the economy right down to the precipice. So their spirit got us suppressed by their ego, in a sense. That's fantastic. You yeah. know what? I hope you take this as a compliment. Well, no, but, go ahead. But you, I feel like I am speaking to the reincarnated philosopher Seneca, the Stoic. Are you familiar? I've heard of these guys. I don't, I've never, this is true. I've never read a book. Okay. So I've I've seen quotes from these guys absolutely, yeah. and I did research. Mm. But yeah, the, you know, everybody. If somebody reads my book, they'll they'll say, "Well, this is what Jesus said. This right. is what Buddha said. This is what Carl Sagan yeah. said. This is what Einstein said." They'll see things in it that other philosophers said over time because we all get it from the same place. Sure. But we can all interpret it in our different ways. Right. And our modern day living, we've got to interpret it in a way. So that people can get the three things that they want out of life. And the three things that people want is the health. So you remain healthy throughout their lives. You need enough money to sustain the life. So they've got security and shelter and help other people. And the third thing that they require is to live in a joyful state of mind all the time. And that's where my philosophy comes in, because it's all based on living in a moment of joy. And joy means just obey yourself. The true self of spirit that is outside the realms of Michael or my ego or what I think I know. Love that. That, that that's an amazing acronym there. That that's fantastic. So let's get in. Are, are you familiar? I don't know if you watch movies, but if you ever saw Back to the Future, the movie, yes, I love. Well, I watch lots of. Movies. Okay, so Back to the Future. Um, which is right. You said you went to the picture shows a lot when you were young. But Back to the Future, let's get in our DeLorean with Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Let, let's go back to the 23-year-old Michael. What right. kind of knowledge nuggets, like that's what we call them here at Time to Shine today, knowledge nuggets. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on the 23-year-old Michael to maybe help him shorten his learning curve, level up, and blast through? Just maybe a little you, you, you just sent a shiver down my spine because at 23, my mom died at 53 years of age. Sorry. 
out whatever age you could have picked out on me, that was the most dramatic time in my life. Um, but I'm from the Jewish religion. So in the Jewish religion, I grew up in that era, although I didn't kind of question a lot of it. Right. But you say prayers at night. And for two and for two days, I couldn't speak to anybody. I was totally, totally devastated. But on the third day, I was laughing and telling jokes. And the night before, I went into a very deep sleep. And I didn't know what happened to me. That's why when I took the six years of time out, that was one of the questions I was asking myself. What happened to me to transform it? I realized my mum's physical presence has gone. The person I love the most in the world, the person that nurtured me, an angel to all other people, run everywhere, did all good work for everybody, and the stress killed her at a young age. And she was, became um, a pinprick cushion for all the operations that she had. And she was operated on by a few doctors who didn't know what they were doing, and they killed her on the operating theater. So for a young kid like that, May 23, we had two children at the time, two yeah. young tots. And I didn't know what it was that brought me back into a state of joy. But then I realized she had gone nowhere. She's still within me. The love never died. And she's with me now while I'm speaking. And it's incumbent upon me to keep her happy while I'm alive. And all my ancestors who have died in some circumstance, but had enough to pass on the genes and the DNA, which we all have. All those ancestors that we've had have to fight, had to go through severe things to survive. We go back thousands of years. Sure. So here we are today with the thanks of all our ancestors. So we've right. got to give homage to that. We have to give thanks to that and to be grateful for every single second that we've been gifted to live on this precious planet Earth. So be immensely grateful. That's what you would probably tell them for every second. That's fantastic. So, Michael, I want to know how you want your dash remembered. That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life and death date. How do you want that dash remembered? Maybe your epitaph or your legacy. One of the uh, essays in one of my books is living the dash. Again, synchronicity with you. You've never read any of my books. Look at this. Synchronicity is incredible between the questions that you're asking me. I mean, only spirits guiding this conversation. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, The dash, what would it be that people would remember me by? And I guess live a natural life as God intended you to live. Don't try and put on airs and graces. Don't try and become something that you're not. Be something for everybody else. The more you help others, the more you're helping yourself to live a joyful state of mind and have the gratitude of the moment to be blessed. And don't allow the imagination of all the negative emotions that are all illusionary, hate, fear, all those things come into your mind and will try and sap your joy. Remember this, if you are stressed and you live in a state of mind, move to another state. Love it. <laughs> move to another state. Love it. So you work with people one-on-one or mainly groups or how, how does that work with your company? I don't work with anybody. Um, okay. I, I've given lectures on ships. People ask me to give a talk on here. Um, I live a private life and basically I never wanted to be anybody's guru. I had thousands of people that have followed me over time. I've got 280,000 on Twitter. Wow. And um, all by default. And 
things have come along in their own version, in their own way. And people find, as like I said earlier, the people find the books in, the, in their own time. So I don't want to try and brainwash anybody to say, you know, you should do this or you should do that, I should do the other. When people get stressed enough, then they'll find me or, the, 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 or <laughs> whatever it's going to be because they'll try all the other things. They go to the psychologist and the psychiatrist and they're stressed themselves with modern day living. Reason we've got a pandemic going on. I understand the dynamics of that, but it shouldn't be a fearful kind of thing. You should understand the way that has got to be dealt with and what we need to do to be able to overcome it and still live in the joy of the moment, yes. yet take all the precautions that we need to do. And, and to level up. And, and one thing I've noticed in our little brief conversation right here, Michael, is that you don't live, like when I coach and I teach, you know, I always say that the, the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason, you know, and, and I'm seeing a lot that you live in the present and what the spirit can do for you now, instead of pulling forward a lot of the lack of a better term shit that's happened in your life, you know, forward. Am I, am I saying that correctly? You do a lot in the present and let the spirit guide you, right? Every moment. I don't know what I'm going to do. This was never rehearsed. I don't, I don't come on. I don't come trying to rehearse something with you. I don't know what questions you're going to ask me. Sometimes people want to interview me and they say, we'll send you the questions. I said, if you send me the questions, you won't be interviewing me. Right. I don't want to know what you're going to be telling <laughs> me. Uh, you know, life isn't a rehearsal. Right. I don't know. You know, I want to live in the moment and let spirit answer for me. And oh. every, every spirit guided my hand. When I read the poems out to you, spirit guided those poems. I didn't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not clever enough. I know the, but the human brain is. The human brain can connect, the neurons of the brain can connect to those blue wave bands. Sure. Like I said, everything comes out of the blue. Right. You know, we're, we're talking now through electro electromagnetic wave bands and microwaves. This right. is how we're being connected. They've always been in the universe. They've always been around. But people don't realize how the people of the past, the sages, access their wisdom. And really, everything that I put in the books and what I talk about has to have wisdom and truth. Yeah. And it's not my truth, it's not my wisdom, it's wisdom through the spirit of who I deem to be at this moment in time. And when this body disappears, when the, everything physical goes, the spirit will still be enjoying that eternal glow of energy that will always be around. It never disappears. Energy can't disappear. Love it. And Michael, if you were to lose everything you've ever built in your life, Right. What would be the first thing you would do to start the rebuilding process? The first thing I'd do would be a big smile and laugh at myself and say, well, I've got rid of all the baggage. <laughs> That's right. You know, you give that fresh start. I, lo I love that, that you pulled that forward into an opportunity instead of saying, oh, man, this sucks and, and whatnot. But all right. So. Michael, as we kind of wind things down a little bit, we still have a ways to go, but as we wind things down here, just a tad, like we'd like to do our leveling up lightning round, okay? okay. we like to, I'm going to ask you about five or six questions. Okay. Um, no explanations. You can answer these in like five seconds. I just want to hear right. what the top of your head, okay? Go ahead. Excellent. Let's level up. What is the best leveling up advice you've ever received, Michael? The best level of advice is from an old guy in his 80s. He's actually a very greedy man, but he came out with knowledge of gift. He said, 
whenever you have a bad deal, whether it be the stock market, no matter what it is, enjoy it and have a masochistical kick out of it. And it'll teach you not to make the same mistake again. Love that. Love it. So share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Personal habits is to understand my stupidity and to understand that on a daily basis, I'll always do something stupid, some small things. And when it comes to the bigger things, the more major decisions, okay. I'll step back from it. Gotcha. So if you could be physically, physically, not, not mentally or anything, if you could stay one age physically for the rest of your life while still being able to, can, to, to learn and level up and, 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 and expel wisdom, what age would that be? The age I would live throughout my life would be ageless. Okay, that's the best answer I've ever had. Fantastic, fantastic. Michael, is there any favorite charity or an organization you'd like to give your time or money to? They're all, every, everyone that comes along. Feed the Homeless is a, one of the... Thank you for saying people, that. People are people who are out in the streets. They've had a tough time and they've not been able to cope with that. Understood. And, and that, you can do that just by walking down the street. You can, you can. Somebody. So... The last question here, what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Well, I've got this. That's an easy one for me. I've got to say the 60s. I grew up 60s. with the Beatles. I saw them before they became famous. I was just going to say. <laughs> but, but it very, and they, they only sung about love, you know? Yeah. They made a decision only to sing about love, and their music will stand right. the test of time. Gotcha. Is there a real big, over, over in England, is there a big not battle for a lack of a better term, but between the Beatles and Stones, like who's better? Um, well, the Stones came from London. The Beatles were from Liverpool. So there was at the time, the Londoners, yeah, the ones and the rockers in our day. And there was a kind of good thing going on, but the Beatles beat them hands down. I mean, but they, oh, they were hey. both great groups. Oh, They're my both, God. both great. Both I great. love the Beatles. I mean, that's my yeah. first record that my dad gave me. It was, I still have it in original condition of meet the Beatles I have that record the vinyl and it's from he gave it he had bought it when it first came out but I I have it he gave it to me for a graduation present because that's all I listen to is vinyl so I know it's crazy and it's weird but I have a record player it's funny I have a record player that's hooked into bluetooth speakers (laughs) so I can actually hear I like to hear the you know the sounds that you have off vinyl. that's fantastic so Michael what would your definition of a life well lived be a life well lived is one where you've lived every moment in a state of joy, yes. that you've never allowed anything to interfere with it, and that you've done the best you can to pass that joy on to other people. That's a life well lived. That is fantastic. Hey, so, Michael, let's, let's have recite a poem for us. Let's hear a poem. All right, let's see what we can pick out. Um, I wrote this, this last book I wrote called uh, Soul Upon Inspirational Poetry. Okay. And um, If we can keep it to around a minute, minute and a half, that would be fantastic. Okay, well, let's do a quick one then. It's, uh, let's do a very light one. I won't do anything uh, kind do of it. metaphysical. A lot of it's for meditation. But let's, let's raise our glasses and make a toast. To a simple pleasure we embrace the most. Joy is our hobby. What a powerful force. Entering the human race as a happy hobby horse. Contentment of living should never be a wager. Keep a, pezzy, keep a steady pace. Don't become a galloping major. Jockeying for position could make us interfere in the celebration of life, which we all hold so dear. 
steering our course on the right track, reigning in the anxiety that sometimes does attack. A smile on our face will be in the frame. A photo finish winner, more happiness will be our gain. Every moment a pleasure, no whip to crack. With love on our saddle, there's no looking back. Cantering up the straight, gifts of wonderment unfold. Jumping over hurdles, led by a soul of gold. Love that. All I heard was just live in the moment and have fun and be joyful. <laughs> Hopefully I picked up the right the message. They asked me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic. That's, Michael, how can we find you, my friend? My website is called pointoflife.com. Okay. And, and I'm at, at Twitter, at Michael Levy, at Twitter. Um, okay. That's my Twitter. I'm, got I'm on LinkedIn, um, same name. Yep. Uh, those are kind of the three platforms that I've got. On pointoflife.com, there's a blog on there. There's some poetry. There's some essays that people can look at. It won't cost them a dime to look at it. Some interviews. Yes. I, you know, if this is on, I, I can put this on later. Oh, too. please, please do. I'm looking at He's got a mad amount of followers. His fantastic website, which does have, I did kind of breeze through some of the blogs, but now I want to really dig into the poetry because that poetry is how I like to read and it flows so nicely. So tell us a little bit about the cutting truths that's coming. Out. I know you don't uh, promote your books and stuff like that, but I do want to hear a little bit about this. The Cutting Truth is a book that um, is probably the best. If I was to recommend one book for people to read, there's not much poetry in that one, but it's 50 essays of life. And I write an essay for them. And it's basically starts off dealing with myths and um, the ancient myths of the Greeks and the Romans and stuff, and explains some of that. And then I invent a new myth about the sea goddess. And then those are the first couple of essays on it. And then it goes on to looking at everyday life, we talk about the stock market and what can be done there, talk about people's health, how they can help themselves with nutrition and all the other things that they need. It's simple to do certain things. Once we get over certain ideas with our mouths, it's taste buds that are trained. If we want to make a change, all we've got to do is change the taste buds. And then it goes on to a few deeper subjects and the way we process our thoughts. And where do the thoughts come from? Do we choose our thoughts or do the ch thoughts choose us? So are we on really in control of our thoughts? Do we really have freedom? We have liberty. We're in a country that has liberty and there's a democratic process going on. We've got an election coming up. But what do we have in our mind? Do we have total freedom of mind every moment that we're on earth? And basically at the end of the book, it's a book of a slow read. The people need to read it just one essay a day for 50 days wow. and then over again and it's like a basically a bible for people to just to look and examine themselves and it's only for people who are prepared to examine themselves because wow. it's only about themselves and what they're reading about nothing else love it and squad i'm going to um ask a favor of michael but i'm going to do a giveaway of the book um and i'm going to ask michael to sign it and um, I will make sure you get it. And the way I'm going to do it is the first one to comment on either my Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, or the Time to Shine Today page on LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, which is this podcast will be, will receive a free signed book from Michael on my dime, and I'll make sure that it makes it to you. And we have just gotten 
uh, I, I always say this, but this is a, a, a free masterclass from somebody that's actually got busy living, L-I-B-I-N. He's a very unique state of mind, is what I saw with my friend Michael. He's going to remind us that a spirit lives within us, and it needs to be explored. It cannot be ex- suppressed by the ego. So give into the spirit and let it guide you. You know, he's going to remind us the three big things of health, money, and joy is what a lot of his philosophy is built around to help you level that up. You know, joy, the acronym for joy, never heard this, going to start using it, going to steal it from my friend Michael, just obey yourself, J-O-Y. You know, he's grateful every second, he's going to remind you to do the same. You know, if you run through a bad deal, or like we say, a failure where we fail forward, during that fail or a bad and bad deal, enjoy that time. Enjoy it as much as anything else, even the good things, because it's going to be finite. It's going to end. No matter anything good or bad is going to end. That's what we always talk about here in Time to Shine today. No matter good or bad, it's going to end. Michael reminds us to enjoy the downfalls, enjoy it, and learn and embrace and pull forward the knowledge you get from it. And he's going to remind us again to live every moment in a state of joy and also, most importantly, pass that joy forward. And that's what I got to do with this episode with here, my good friend, Michael Levy. And Michael is humble, yet hungry. He's always leveling up. I'm so privileged to have you on, Michael. I can't wait to do some collaborations in the future, my friend. Thank you, Scott. And I'm so privileged to meet a guy who is blessed and guided by spirit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate real estate excellence who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com if you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on time to shine today please visit time to shine today.com slash guest if you like this episode please subscribe on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts there's a link in the show notes to our website Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.